Welcome to this week's episode of The Deep Dive. We are in our series called It Runs in the Family, where we are looking at what it means to be the church. We're looking at different one another statements found in the New Testament and applying those uh, to our own uh, specific uh, place culturally. And so I'm joined today, my name is Brad, I'm joined by lead pastor, Pastor Terry, and uh, Pastor Ben Powers, um, our ministry team director. Um, and so how, how are you guys doing uh, today? We've had, you know, we're in this about halfway through the series now. Uh, where we've kind of, you know, we started with uh, love, love one another, and then it was honor one another, mm-hmm. bear with one another, and this week we're looking at what well, it means to forgive. Bearing and forgiving. <laughs> they go together. Yeah. yeah. I'm loving this. I mean, I generally love every series that we do, um, some more than others, but I really do kind of get into it. And I think, what? Are, who are we? Who is the church? You know, when people come into our sphere of influence, what should they experience and do they experience kind of a warm loving nature they experience patience and kindness as opposed to resentment and you know i'm about me so i'm you know i'm really always hopeful that this sinks deep and it becomes part of our dna and who we are yeah and ben i know uh you've um you write small group questions every Mm -hmm. single week what have you been hearing from small groups um just Mm -hmm. around this series yeah i mean i think this series is great because it's I mean, it really is opposite of what we see in our culture and what people are experiencing. So it's great that people can come in and talk about, here's what the church should look like. Here's what we should experience. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the benefit that that we receive and what we get to, to do. Yeah. So Cool. Cool. Um, so last week, you kind of already alluded to this. The, we looked at this idea of what it means to bear with mm-hmm. one another. Um, obviously, lots of people that we are, are called to bear with, but they're called to bear with us. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think this week we're going to see some parallels, right, with the yeah. whole what it means to forgive others and be people who have been <laughs> forgiven, um, who need to be forgiven. But I, I think it's the same reminder that life is difficult. I think, as Ben says, in our culture, I think it's more and more condemning and we don't give you a second chance and it's my way and I'm not going to put up with this anymore. Um, but that church is a place that's different. It's not easy. Small groups are not mm-hmm. sometimes easy. People hurt each other. They wound each other. I, I mean, you know, our staff, I think, are a mini church. And that's, yeah. you know, we have bear with each other. People have to bear with me and my idiosyncrasies and my decisions and learning to get along, you know, and that hopefully trickles down to other yeah. people. But it's it's not easy always. Yeah. Ben, for small groups, um, this last, you know, I, I know as we've, uh, since we've started this deep dive project, mm-hmm. right, the, we've, we've done this within this context of a pandemic happening. That's mm-hmm. uh, one of the reasons we've, we've, we've done this is we want to provide more digital content uh, for people in our community to uh, just learn and to walk together. But what have you seen with small groups? So specifically last week, bear with one another, this mm-hmm. week, forgive one another, um, where have you seen that go really well? Where have you seen that yeah. been, you know, where are groups yeah. maybe struggling a bit? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it definitely, small groups are, it's so relational. And I think with small groups, it's, you know, who's there is who's there. So you don't really get to pick always yeah. who's going right. to be there. So and that's the church, right? That's the yeah. church. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of forced to bear with, you're kind of forced to encourage. And um, it's true. It's kind of like what Terry was, was talking about where, I mean, these are, I mean, these are things that we have to learn. It's not going to be perfect. Small groups aren't going to be perfect. The church isn't going to be perfect. But the Bible is honest about that. And the Bible gives us some direction. And like, here, here's how you do this. And here's how this works. So it's not just some fairy tale. It's not just, it's not easy. Relationships aren't easy. So, 
Yeah, even in our culture, I think what you said, we try, and you know, I'm going to pick a church for me. I'm going to f- pick a church that fits my needs. I'm going to pick a church where I can have friends. And so we we have more of a luxury in our mm-hmm. culture of being able to kind of pick a church that we think will be what we want it to be. But then it's people, and so we still end up hurting and wounding and frustrating other people. But that's how God works in our life and uses us and shapes us. And we are called not just to be individual, but we are called to be a community of people that does things differently than the world, to be a witness for Christ. Yeah, I think, I mean, reading through the epistles, I mean, in New Testament (laughs) times, I mean, there's there's the church in Ephesus. That's, That's it. There's no, like other church you can go to. So they had to bear with, yeah. they had to learn how to yeah. do it. They had to, to learn how to love or else, you know, what are, you have no other options. But I do think in our culture, you know, there are options, but when people go to those other options, I think they find, well, mm-hmm. the, there are the same components here. And I do have to learn to encourage and bear and love and forgive others within mm-hmm. every community you go to. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We were looking at um, honor one another. Right. And kind of, I think it was Chris was talking about the different uh, cultural differences, right, for us in a, in a Western place compared to, you know, in more of an Eastern environment where honor and shame is, is real prevalent here. You know, it's the it's guilt, it's it's individualism. Uh, that's kind of how we wrap up our identity. And so I do wonder if 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 bearing with and forgiving maybe had uh, they, they took on a different um uh, I don't know, level of, of importance or something in, in the context in the early church because there was only one church, but also the the way you did relationship with one another, like that was your identity. Like mm-hmm. you were either in the group or you're not, not in the group. And yeah. everyone wants to avoid shame. Everyone wants to avoid um, bringing dishonor to the group or to the, to the group level there. But at the same time, you know, Terry, you say this all the time, right? People are people. Uh, whether church they're, is church. Church is church, church, right? Whether it's first century... Um, you know, ancient Near East, or whether it's uh, 21st century, or 3998 Mid Rivers yeah, Well Drive. Yes, yes, church. <laughs> to say that. I know. I keep, <laughs> I keep working in the back of my mind when it was sermon series is great church fights because there's oh. some great church fights in um, the New Testament, and I've always said my last sermon series uh-huh. that I'll be gone <laughs> is Christians behaving badly, like looking at scripture Gosh. where Christians, yeah. do, you know, they don't live the way we would expect, yeah. and we have we should have realistic expectations of how Christ followers mm-hmm. live, but we are still broken mm-hmm. people, and that's why I think this part in the middle of this one another series is are we you know as we talk about are we forgivers and and i think you know talking in the first century that was not an idea you're not a forgiver you might meet out a bit of forgiveness but jesus forgiveness makes us forgivers that's part of our identity yeah that's good that's good all right well let's dive in uh so colossians chapter three Mm -hmm. Uh, we looked at Colossians 3, we looked at Matthew 18. Um, and so I want to spend maybe a little bit more time in Colossians 3. Uh, but then, I mean, Matthew 18, here you have Jesus giving this radical new vision for forgiveness um, to this to his disciples. And so with that as well, but Colossians chapter uh, 3, um, so verses uh, starting verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. This is a classic, you know, Paul going through these just different virtues. You you see this in a lot of his Mm -hmm. letters where he just kind of lists virtue, 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 Mm -hmm. virtue, virtue. Um, 
and then oftentimes within these lists, there there are ways that he writes it and crafts it that you know make you focus on um, you know items in the list that you wouldn't necessarily expect to mm-hmm. see. And right. I, I think we see that here in verse thirteen, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And then he continues to say, and you know, above these, put on love. Um, so we have this this phrase here, forgiving each other. Um, and it's and it's it's assumed, right? Like there's not something that's like, oh yeah, and if you forgive, right? He said, no, no, no. If one has a complaint, forgive mm-hmm. each other. Like that's kind of a, a requirement for being this new, this new people, this mm-hmm. new um, covenant people of God. And so I guess just at, at very just face value, like what is forgiveness this is something that I've been yeah. wrestling with. I've got, you know, two, two toddlers and we're trying to teach them mm-hmm. uh, how to, you know, apologize and forgive. So James, he'll push his sister down. And uh, so we'll, you know, hey, okay, hey, you go to timeout. When timeout's over, mm-hmm. you go to her, you apologize, you say, I'm sorry. You ask if she'll forgive you, Bren, you forgive him. They hug like, but at the end of the day, like he'll do it, you know, another time. So it's like there, there is something there that I think as Christ followers, um, forgiveness is something that we need to practice and we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess, I, I don't know, that as a parent, I'm wondering, like, mm-hmm. what is what is forgiveness? Just that very just just mm-hmm. root mm-hmm. at its core. What, I, what does it mean to forgive someone? I think what's interesting with the passage is, I mean, Paul starts off saying, put on. These mm-hmm. are things yeah. that we have to put on because... These aren't these aren't natural things. Yeah. We don't do this naturally. It doesn't come out naturally. And I've had I've had young kids. <laughs> I have kids now, and you you're starting to see it with your kids. Like, oh, this isn't just a natural thing. This has yeah. to be, um, this has to be taught, and it's part of our fallen nature. It's probably part of what we learn in culture and what we see. But um, I think the start of forgiveness is understanding that yeah, we just don't do this naturally. The, mm-hmm. This isn't our first response to yeah. an offense or yeah. anything. And so, this is something. That is that is learned, and I think um, these are things that once when we learn them, they they go well for us mm-hmm. because um, when it does come to forgiveness, those who um, are not willing or not able to, then they're stuck with hurt, offense, mm-hmm. bitterness, um, things that are are really going to you might even say rot the soul, yeah. and um, it's almost this is uh, Jesus' way of saying here. I, I want you to live free. I want you to, to have a really good a good life, and I don't want you to, to harbor bitterness and because it will destroy you. So I think an understanding of that first is helpful. So, yeah, something that, that is not natural. So forgiveness, maybe right. first bullet point, right? Forgiveness yeah. is something that is not natural yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah, and Jesus talks a lot. I mean, even in the Lord's Prayer, it's give us this day, every day, our daily bread, and forgive us mm. our trespasses as we forgive those. So I, I do tend to think that there's a daily aspect to our bread, but also a daily aspect to forgiveness, you know, to wake up in the morning and say, okay, I've got to put my forgiver identity on. I think at the very kind of basic, mm-hmm. forgiveness is really canceling a debt. Mm-hmm. So what someone forget, it's like the debt has been canceled, which is Jesus on the cross, it is finished, was the debt is canceled, it's paid, we don't owe God anything. Jesus paid it. And so I think it, at the root, forgiveness, and with little kids, is somebody does something to me, so I'm going to make it right. They owe me something, 
or I'm going to hurt them back. So t- typically with kids, it's like, okay, someone takes my yep. toy, so I'm going to take their toy, or I'm going to poke them in the eye, or I'm going to do something to try to even the scale. Yeah, that, that registers. Yeah. So forgiveness says, but basically, forgiveness always is a cost. It costs Jesus. Forgiveness costs something, and it's like, okay, I'm going to cancel the debt. They don't owe me. And it's really funny. I, I mean, I look at times in my life, and I think I've shared some of these publicly, like where someone has hurt me or wounded me or said things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my head, I imagine that there's going to be some day when they are going to come and they're going to profusely apologize and they're going to give me a trip to the Caribbean or something. <laughs> That's what we're always hoping for, right? We're always hoping, yeah. right, to even it up. They owe me, you know, from the, they owe me apology, which I, I think is true. Sure. They do owe that. But they're going to owe me some recompense for that. And the longer, I think, as Ben was saying, the longer we hold on to the bitterness and the hurt, the debt get, like the more they have to pay because we're letting that take so much more. And so we're hoping that they're going to do that. And and as we talked about, you know, it's kind of forgiving the person for our sake. It's like, okay, they don't owe me, mm-hmm. right? And then if they do come with an apology, we forgive them for, for their sake because they're coming. But that's what forgiveness is. They don't owe me anymore. Yeah. And I'm just canceling the debt. And I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to try to hurt them. I'm not going to try to do what they do to them. I'm just going to cancel the debt. And as we talk, you know, we can talk a bit more. But that doesn't necessarily say the relationship's going to go back the way it was or everything's the same. It's that forgiveness is there and then the opportunity for restoration occurs. But I'm not going to wait around or I'm not going to hold you back because you owe me something. It's canceled. And again, as Jesus paid it, we we have to pay the cost. There's a cost. That's why forgiveness is hard because it costs us. I think too, it's, um, it, it is an intellectual act, but it's an emotional act mm-hmm. as well. I mean, because when we're offended, um, when we're hurt, I, you know, I think sometimes in Christian world, it's, well, you need to forgive. So he, Jesus forgave you. So it's this intellectual transaction where, okay, so I'll just forgive. But there's this emotional process of grieving the hurt and feeling that and understanding what happened and letting that soak in and, and let God minister to us in that. And then the act of um, understanding his forgiveness and being able to release somebody and release what they've done. So, Yeah, I think that's, we had a great conversation uh, in our teaching team meeting uh, in preparation for the mess. And, you know, that sometimes intellectually is that we we forgive too quickly. It's like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with the problem. And we forget. And then emotionally we have, oh, forgiver's remorse. Like I shouldn't have done that. So we, you know, it hasn't really sunk in yeah. uh, to, or I, I may need to have a conversation or I may need to unpack some of what that person has really done. To, yeah. And part of your sermon is um, being, being honest with God and telling yeah. God, this is what happened. This is what's going on. And just kind of being real with the offense and everything that's that's taken place, like that's a part that's a part of the equation with it. Yeah, and I think it's you know a situation a while back. Someone apologized for something, and it it was something that was a while back, and I was caught off guard and didn't really want <laughs> to probably engage further in the conversation. But it was like at the moment it didn't strike me, and then when I hung up uh, from talking with them, I was like, oh, wait a minute, 
you know, I, I probably should have just unpacked some more or for the sake of restoring the relationship. Like I had forgiven. There was nothing. But it was like, oh, I think I should have unpacked some things to help restore the relationship. Mm-hmm. I too quickly kind of shut that, mm-hmm. that down. Mm-hmm. So in Colossians, you know, Paul says, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, um, you know, put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. What do those traits have to do with the ability to bear with and to <laughs> Well, it's interesting. Three of them are the same as in Ephesians, right? Or kind of, kind of kindness, gentleness, uh, humility, and patience, right? They're all mm-hmm. part of the character of Jesus. They're all part of what love, right? of what love mm-hmm. is. You know, love is patient, love is kind, love bears no record uh, of wrongs. So they're all part of just the character of of Jesus. And yeah, it's not about uh, who are we are, you know, in the sense of humility and patience is the the one another yeah. part, you know, that's central to being one another with people and to deal with people well. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's so good. And, and kind of points to what you were saying earlier, Ben, about these are things that, that we don't do naturally, like mm-hmm. even these traits, right? Being compassionate, being kind, being yeah. humble, being meek, being patient, yeah. like those are not natural um, virtues, yeah. right? I mean, revenge, anger, <laughs> yeah. bitterness. Those are those. I mean, those are all spiritual gifts for yeah. a lot of us. So, <laughs> yeah, no, not so, for you, Ben. No, not no, for no, you, not no, for me. No. Um, but I do, I do love here what Paul's doing because then he roots forgiving each other, right? As the Lord has forgiven yeah. you, you must also forgive. Um, so I want to take just kind of a moment, like. We've talked on on the deep dive before justification, sanctification, like these different um, kind of things. But like at at the core, like what when we when you when someone puts their faith in Jesus, like what is what is happening? Like what are we what are we doing there? Um, what are, what does it mean to be forgiven? Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly our debt <laughs> has been canceled. I mean, I think we. When we hurt someone, when we sit, when we take, when something's taken from us, we naturally think they owe me, yeah. right? They they owe me if they gossip about me, they owe me something. They owe my reputation back. They owe me if they take something, they owe me. And so I I think that's natural, even subconsciously in a relationship with God, that we owe God something. So we spend our life trying to pay penance, trying to do something to prove that we are yeah. okay. So, so that's there. We are loved, forgiven. There's no debt. We, de- we have nothing mm-hmm. to pay off. Mm-hmm. And what also happens is, you know, Christ comes in and our spiritual life changes. We become alive. We become the, the, the part that died uh, when sin came into the world is now alive. So there is a new power and aliveness in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the power of... Yeah. The gospel, and you know, as we talk, it's not us trying harder or doing. It. It's like, oh, I've got to be more forgiving. Oh, I got to try. I got to like them. I got to bear. It's that we have the Spirit of Jesus alive in us, who's changing us from the inside out, and we can rest in. Okay, if He's canceled my debt, this is the one. Then, okay, help me cancel that that debt that someone owes me. Help me to Jesus. You do that, and and that's the Matthew eighteen parable. Is yeah. we. We often probably minimize what we've been forgiven of because we don't think 100%. we're that bad, right? Right? I'm, yeah, we're I'm, great. I'm better we're great. than that person who just hurt me. Yeah, we've got a little little sin problem yeah. that Jesus is taking care of, but when it I'm comes not to Hitler, that, so I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I think, yeah. I think, and I mean, the other part of this is just understanding that God is, is a just God. He's, he's, he's right. And to judge, mm-hmm. he's right. And to do that. And, um, and you know, sometimes we, th- we, we think he just sweeps things under the rug and it doesn't matter. So there's it's big really things that he really does care about. There's small things that, you know, mm-hmm. that we do that's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. But the, tr- I mean, the truth is, um, he's, he's a really good judge and we, w- we would want that. I mean, we, yeah. we don't want to worship a God who just looks at injustice and turns a blind eye to it. We want a God who, who looks at injustice and says, wait a second, there's a problem. And I'm going to, I'm going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think we, we all want justice, um, but obviously when it's ourselves, we, you know, we, it's hard for us to see that. It's hard for us to really um, maybe admit, admit. Well, that's how God does justice, right? The, almost the economy of the kingdom, one of the, you know, currencies in that economy is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so even on the cross, like God, you know, Jesus goes to the cross. Um, it wasn't just God says, okay, yeah, you're forgiven. Like there was something that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus, his sacrifice on the cross um, is what le- leads to us being able to essentially be granted the status of forgiven. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We don't th- imagine giving our child away, you, you know, yeah. becoming se- separating yeah. that it costs. Yeah. Forgiveness always. It always costs. costs. It always but costs. I do think too, with the question, you know, it is the forgiveness uh, that, that we're able to receive that really opens the door to this life that God mm-hmm. is wanting. And when we, re- we read through those things, this is what he's inviting us to. And to think about a life of kindness and gentleness and humility, um, being able to forgive, being able to love, being able to encourage, like, I think everybody would say, I want, we're all trying to, we're all trying Mm -hmm. to do that, um, whether that's with God or without God, but everybody's trying to improve, to try to become, you know, we we want those things in, in our life. And I think that's the invitation that God gives to us. And we sometimes miss that where, it's Christianity is a set of rules, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's a it's an invitation to a life that we really do desire. Yeah. We really do want, which is really getting you know to Peter and Jesus their interaction, which yeah, didn't so spend Matthew as much 18. time. Um, you know, Peter says, "How many times should I forgive?" And he said, seven, because in Jewish culture, you only had to forgive three times. I mean, you were so conscious of how many. Okay, a person hurts me, and I'm gonna. Yeah. Only forgive three times. Peter's being magnanimous. Seven. That's the perfect number. You know, is that like that's double and more. And Jesus says seven times 70, which it's really just it becomes our identity. It's a lifestyle. It's who we are that we're not like, oh, should I forgive? Have I forgiven enough? What should I do? It's like we are forgivers. Now, that doesn't mean we let people walk all over us again. It does mean people don't have consequences for mm-hmm. what pain they have, yeah. um, but that we are canceling that debt. We're not going to hold that for ourselves. We're not going to imprison ourselves in pain and bitterness. Because I want to go back there, right? So Old Testament, um, there, there, was, there was a system in place, right, for even what it looked like, what was required for forgiveness, right? If, if you... Um, like if you're if your cow right kills somebody right yeah. like there are, there are requirements then or what you're supposed to do with that cow and so when Peter asks Jesus and he probably thinks he's being radical and he's be, you know like teacher's pet in a way and, and he says like oh should we do it seven times and Jesus he he turns it on oh that's it yeah head. so what I guess culture of forgiveness in first century early church pre even the cross so not even early church but in in um, judaism like what i guess like what what would peter and the other disciples um expect the answer to jesus question have been 
Well, I think you would have expected Jesus would have like, hey, Peter, that's good job. Yeah, good, wow, you are great job. at this. <clears throat> I mean, it's kind of like the Sabbath, how uh, the rabbis through time had dissected the Sabbath, which can do what was work, what was not, what was advantageous to you, and what was, you know, done to the same kind of forgiveness, the eye for an eye kind of thing. How What does that do? When do you have to do it? But I think it was a very punitive, uh, not forgiving culture. Um, you know, they're trying, you know, you see people trying to test Jesus, trying to put him in a corner, trying to make him fail. I think that permeated kind of the, the culture. And so for, yeah, Peter, it was like, wow, the other disciples are like probably going, oh yeah, Peter gets the gold star today and Jesus blows him out of the water. Well, just before we, before we finish, um, what are some things that make forgiveness difficult for us? Um, and what what are some things that I would even say as a as a church as a people of God you know what are some things that we need to be maybe more intentional to be quick to to forgive and quick to ask forgiveness mm-hmm. for I think it's just hard because we don't want to pay the cost I think as Ben said from the head to the heart we just don't, it it is a cost when we have to come to grips with we're not going to get what we want. Yeah. And that person may not be able to get it. And I think that's kind of the odd thing. We we hold unforgiveness to a person who can't give us what we really want. You know, they they can't restore fully what we think yeah. has been taken yeah. away. And so it's kind of a false thing. It's like, well, we want them to pay, but they will never be able to do it and can't mm-hmm. and can't do it. I think too, it, it just, it takes work. I mean, mm-hmm. this is something we have to work on and we have to, we have to do. And I, you know, the more I thought about forgiveness, the more I thought it's, it's not always just a one time thing. Like people are going to hear, hear this sermon and it's not like they'll just go out and say, I forgive and be done, done with it. Yeah. Um, because it'll, things will resurface, mm-hmm. emotions will resurface, hurt will resurface. And then people have to go through that again and say, okay, I'm going to, I have to forgive this. So it's a, I, th- I think it's a process and mm-hmm. to look at it that way. And obviously there's probably some things that we can just say, oh yeah, I can forgive and I can move on. Other things though are, are they're deep, they're yeah. deep wounds. Yeah. And so it, it's the deeper the wound, the, the, the harder work it's going to take for that. And um, so I think just, just understanding that as we go through our life, there's so many other things mm-hmm. happening, responsibilities that to think this is something I need to pay attention to. This is something that I, you know, should check my heart and that I have to work on and for and to forgive people. Yeah. So. Well, even like in neurology, right? Like every time uh, you remember something, they say that that's a new event, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're just downloading that video file and remembering it. Like every time you remember it, it's a new event. And so if you remember it in a certain way, you're wiring mm-hmm. yourself to have a certain experience to remember it in a certain way. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, an, it's a new thing. And I do wonder if there's something with forgiveness we can learn there of like every time you recall, like just because like what you were saying, if you forgive somebody, that doesn't mean that it's, you're done. Like you forgave somebody in that moment, but mm-hmm. like you're going to remember that thing again and you're going to have to forgive them again for that. Right. Like it is a, it is a, a right. process. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, okay, so so as the church, right, like uh, we've seen in, in recent years especially, like different denominations will come out and they will apologize for um, a stance on, on slavery or a stance on, uh, I don't know, this, that, or the other. I guess like as the, as the church, and, and this is, I don't even know if we have time to fully dive into this, but um, what, like, I guess apologies, what is the relationship between apologizing for something and 
like forgiveness? Or is there? Is apology well, uh, required? Well, I think to forgive the other person, yeah, we have to forgive our relationship with God. We have to forgive and choose not to hold on to that. We have to forgive, you know, but then another person. Apology really comes when we realize we need to repent or change or do something or that something is grievous Mm -hmm. and we have hurt people. So, you know, hopefully that that's genuine and and real and how we've, we've done that. Is it is it Moses who who apolo- who asked God forgiveness for the people, mm-hmm. or I guess that's what I was mm-hmm. I was thinking, and I don't I don't know if that's maybe what we're talking about, but it, it, the idea of maybe you know, we have people that come coming to the church and they're hurt by the church, mm-hmm. and to have somebody you know so, sometimes I would just say oh I'm so sorry that happened I I you know so sorry you know we as a church you know, um, did that and just having a representative, um, a pastor even to, to say, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry on behalf of, all, yeah. you know, our church, um, can be healing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we, we need to probably be better at, at using words intentionally, right? Like understanding when I say, I'm sorry, what is that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's an expression of sorrow, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't necessarily, like we say it all the time. It, it's right. like, I, I'm acknowledging that that is a sorrowful experience apologizing mm-hmm. i have done something that has hurt you and i'm asking for forgiveness mm-hmm. um as well all right well hey we uh again yeah we ended, that's in, a whole in, way that, that would with, be a uh, great one to take yeah, maybe, that'll be a, maybe that'll be a one-off uh deep dive here yeah. christian's uh, behaving badly we'll say <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, thank you for joining us uh for this week's deep dive um you can find this resource and more on our website or our youtube channel uh, website calvary.church slash it runs in the family and we look forward to connecting with you again next week take care Thanks for listening to The Deep Dive, a Calvary Church Media Productions podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.